Welcome to Poppin' the Lid on All Things Real Estate with Tina Miller-Light and Sherry Enhouser-Bush, your place to pop in every Thursday, Thursday and learn all about the home buying and selling process in a fun and lighthearted manner. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thirsty Thursday. It's Sherry Ann Hauser-Bush and Tina Miller-Light. We're excited because we have Caleb Berry from Precision Home Loans with us today to talk about the, what's it called, Caleb? I guess we're just going to talk about down payment assistance programs available in our area. Awesome. But first, we have a joke. Joke of the day. Caleb, you're going to like this one. All right. What do you call a cowboy banker? Give me a second here. Oh. Uh, here's a hint. Uh, imagine like a, uh, um, a mask? black mask. A, a Lone Ranger? Yes! That was a pretty good one. I'm going to leave now. While I'm <laughs> yeah. okay. Caleb's out. Caleb's out. He's bouncing. My, my appearance is, has been concluded. Thank you very much, everybody, for having me. And he's funny, you guys. So let's dive right into it. Let's talk about what's out there, what's available for our buyers right now. Yeah, so probably the one that's getting the most press recently, um, and it's it's in, due in a large part to a lot of press earlier in the year, was the California Housing Finance uh, Agency, C Cal HFA is what they call that. Um, they're different programs, and their big one was the Dream for All program. That launched earlier this year. Um, it was in some ways a huge success and in other ways kind of disappointing. Um, there was $300 million uh, allocated to the program and it went in 10 days. Yeah, that's very fast. Where do you think, I mean, that was California wide, right? Mm-hmm, statewide. And so some of these people in the higher price points, San Francisco kind of area, mm-hmm. is that, do you think that's where a lot of it went? Well, no doubt. I mean, it's statewide, so you have higher cost areas that got an outs. I mean, if you want to think about it like an outsized portion, but their housing costs are also much higher than here. So, um, you know, you could argue that they needed more of it because they just it's more it's more expensive to live in those areas. Um, but that program lasted 10 days. It went it was it was a hit It all. All the money got used up. Um, and then literally uh, seven days ago, California Housing Finance Agency made a public release that they uh, have a 200 million now in additional funds allocated to the program, which is pretty exciting. Um, but we got to remember, we had 300 million before, so now we have a smaller piece of the pie. So if you go, okay, well we had 200 million this time, we had 300 million before. If it took 10 days to get rid of 300 million, how many days do we get to go through 200 million? Um, so the, the kind of gems in the announcement are that it is not available today, but they will be making an announcement in the fall and they will have more instructions at that point. So we're all kind of guessing at what they're going to do. They did mention that they are working with partners in the state government and stakeholders to calibrate the program, which may include changes. So we should expect, in my opinion, that there will be some some adjustments to the program. Um, and hopefully those adjustments keep it flexible because that was one of the cool things about it. It was pretty widely available um, without 
allowing it to go away in 10 days. Maybe make some changes so it could last a month or two, um, or maybe even a couple of months. That would be fantastic. Yeah. It is a cool program, but it is limited amount of funds. What were the requirements then? So pretty generous, to be honest. Um, they You needed to be a first-time homebuyer, which Cal HFA defines as not having owned a, a primary residence within the last three years. Um, so that's kind of the first knockout. If you are not a first-time homebuyer, you're not eligible. Um, if you are a first-time homebuyer, um, then the next step is you need to meet the income requirements. Um, the income requirements are actually surprisingly generous as well. Um, so for example, here in Fresno County, the income requirement or income limit is $165,000. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think most people that earn $165,000 in Fresno feel like they've got a pretty good income. Um, yes. So that's, that's generous. It doesn't vary based on family size like some of these programs. Um, and that limit goes up to higher areas. So we talked about San Francisco earlier. Mm -hmm. If you live in San Francisco, if you're purchasing in San Francisco County, that limit goes all the way up to 300,000 annually. So you could be making 300,000 and qualify for this program under the previous um, iteration of it. We don't know if they'll make some adjustments there. I imagine that might be one of the areas where they'll make an adjustment um, because they, they obviously want this money to go to people that have the highest need. Um, I don't envy the position of some of these stakeholders to try to figure out who that group is. Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely help stretch the funding, I think, if they made some adjustments. Yeah. The other thing, it, it was a 20% shared appreciation program. So when you think about it, you go, okay, someone someone bought a million-dollar house. That's a $200,000 assistance loan that they got. Um, maybe Maybe we cut that to 10%. 10% still is going to be a very generous amount and probably allow a lot of those buyers to buy. And if you think about it, just doing something as simple as cutting that assistance from 20 to 10% makes those funds go twice as far, right? Yeah. So maybe that'll be one of the things they change. I don't know. So what are the strings attached to it? Do they have to pay this back through Did their mortgage? Is it like when you sell the house, you pay it back. How how's the loan? Because no free money, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great question. Um, that's probably one of the one of the reasons why the program was so um, so impactful and 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 so popular. Um, so it's a shared appreciation. So what that basically means. I'm sorry for the people listening. You're not going to be able to see this visual that I have. But if you go to the Cal HFA website, they do have this available pretty quickly, um, and it kind of shows you there that if you have, let's say you get 100,000 in assistance, okay, let's just use that example. Um, that came to you from the state. They then um, own essentially 20% of that home. There's no payment on that, but when you go to sell or refinance that home, then you have to pay that assistance back along with any appreciation, but you're only paying them their share of the appreciation. So just, follow me here. So let's say they gave you a hundred thousand and that was 20% of the home's value. The home increases by 200,000 and then you go to sell it. They own 40% on top of the initial 100 that they gave you. So in that case, you'd pay them back their hundred plus you'd pay them 20% of the 200 in appreciation from the time that you bought it. So you'd pay back 140, which I think is fair. You wouldn't have had that 200 in appreciation if you had not gotten that initial 100 that they gave you. 
And so the state's goal is for these funds to then be recycled. So that money goes back into that hopper and it can now be reused and given to somebody else so that they can have that same opportunity that this first time home buyer had to get their foot in the door into home ownership. Um, so that's, that's the string. You have to pay it back with appreciation according to the percentage that they gave you. That's good. So will it be, will it show up as a lien on the property? Yeah, yeah it's okay. essentially like a lien. Okay. So, but there's just no payment. Like you're, it's not like your first mortgage where you're paying a payment on it every month. It's just kind of sitting there silently. Now, what if they refi? Same thing. So they do need to pay that back at the time of a refinance. Mm -hmm. um, the one tricky thing about refinance is that they did advertise that they would be willing to entertain a one time for a rate and term refinance, a leaving that alone, essentially keeping in that second position. So it's at their discretion. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to uh, you know do that indefinitely and keep refinancing and refinancing and not paying them back. They do eventually want to get their money back, but uh, they did kind of keep that open that they would be willing to consider requests for what we call a resubordination, where they stay in that second lien position after a refinance rather than forcing a full payback at that point. Okay, that's so, yeah. a great program. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So I mean, the good thing is we'll find out more in the fall. They didn't give us a date, so we're all just going to be waiting anxiously. Um, they're really good about sending updates out though electronically. So they'll put it on social media from the Cal HFA um, handles, you know, their Facebook, their Instagram, all that. And then they also send out emails to all participating lenders. So those of us in the lending community will know right away and we'll be getting that news out to, to the real estate community at large to let them know as soon as we know more. So the 200, it's 200 million for sure. Correct. I thought at one time they were trying to get more funding for that. Well, there's always, there's always someone trying to get more, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but ultimately there's only so much money coming in. And yeah. so there's okay. only so much that can go out. So 200 million as of this point. I mean, okay. unless you want to make a donation and maybe get a little more. Yeah. I know Tina, you probably got <laughs> yeah. some of your mark for some, uh, some altruistic. Yes. Reads. I would love to help my clients. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, is your feeling that this is going to be a program that's going to be around for a while or just keeps coming back, like maybe on a yearly basis that's, or is it just kind of we're experimenting question. to see how this is going to work kind of a, a thing? I think it's a little bit of an experiment. This first round... Um, you know, when they, when they first came out with the program, probably the, the, the closest thing they had was the year prior that they, they had a 10% down assistance, which was pretty cool. Um, and it lasted essentially the whole year before they shut it down. So I think a lot of us expected that this program would be very similar in terms of how long it would last. Obviously it was much different. Now, why was it much different? Well, it was a much more generous program. The 10% program that they had in 2021 two, um, it had a, uh, a much lower income limit. So you could make a fraction of what you made for this. But it was kind of cool in that it was money that would be forgiven over time. So it wasn't one that you had to pay back. It actually got forgiven uh, at, at, loan, at, at closing anniversaries. So every year um, you would get a portion forgiven. And then once you're there, I think it was five years, if I recall correctly, um, that, that you didn't know anything anymore. Um, so as long as you stayed in the home long term, yeah, you basically got free money. Truly, a way to to secure that the the borrower would stay in the home for a certain period of time. That's that's the hope. Um, yeah. So my thinking is, you know, that one they knew was probably not really far sighted because you're not getting that money back. That money goes away, right? You might have a portion of those people that end up selling within that time period, so they haven't gotten it all forgiven. 
but I think most people that were buying it were buying it with the mindset of I'm not selling this house until I get that thing forgiven. Um, this is different. This money will naturally be replenished as these people sell or refinance, right? Um, so I think it is designed for the long haul, but I do think they are going to make some adjustments to the um, to to the requirements so that it doesn't go away in 10 days. Something that goes away in 10 days, if you really think about it, it's not very helpful from a planning standpoint. You're trying to allow people to go out and look for a home and be able to buy a home for their family. And if you only have 10 days to do that, you're not making a good decision. I mean, you're having to rush, make yeah. offers that are aggressive, maybe overbidding on a property, all just so that you can take advantage of this program. And I don't think that's the spirit of the program. So I think they want it to be for the long haul. It's designed to be for the long haul. They just need to calibrate it so that it'll work for the long haul. And I think they'll, I think they'll make some good adjustments. I'm hopeful. I think they have a lot of the, a lot of the right people working on it, and I'm hopeful that it'll be, it'll be different this time around. Good. When do we anticipate it coming out? So fall. They oh, just the said fall. fall. Okay. They've kept it very ambiguous purposely. Um, <laughs> so you know, it, it, we'll know more, not too far in the future. Yeah, but this is a good time for our clients to come in and get their pre-approval um, going and start looking for properties that way when it does come out, if that's an option for them, then they're ready to go. For sure. I, yeah. you know, in that 10 days, I had one client um, that actually got to take advantage of it, yeah. lock in and close with one. Um, I had several that were approved for it, but that particular client, they went into escrow on day one. And so, I mean, that was kind of what it took to get your foot in the door on this one. So yeah, it's never too early to start having those conversations. Um, even though we don't know all the rules, we can look at the last program requirements and kind of get an idea of where they may be mm -hmm. and get clients ready. Um, and Cal HFA still has some very good programs besides Dream for All that are indefinitely available that don't run out of money, um, like the My Home program. It's a really great loan that goes on the back of either a conventional or an FHA loan. It provides for up to 3.5% assistance. It's a You pay 1% rate on it. So... Have fun That's getting good. a 1% interest rate on anything these days. Cal HFA is giving it on that My Home Assistance. Um, and it's widely available. Again, 165000 annual income in Fresno County. Um, higher and higher cost counties. Uh, so you can make quite a bit of money and still qualify for that. And so I've had several in the last few months that uh, that purchased using that My Home program. And it's a really good program. And you said, again, it's 3.5%? Up to 35 so the way it works is um, it depends on what type of first mortgage you're doing. So if you're doing a conventional first mortgage, then you get the 3% assistance. If you're doing an FHA first mortgage, then you get the 3.5% assistance. Um, and, you and it's can in the use form that. of a loan. You can use that towards closing costs or there's, there's, anything you want? Yeah, there's no limitations on it. Okay. They just give you the lien. Um, how you how you use it is up to you as a buyer. Um, but it's a, it, there's no payments required on it, which is pretty nice. So you get the assistance. You don't pay a payment. It does incur 1% interest annually. You can pay that whenever you like. You're required to pay for it um, when you sell the house, when you refinance, or if you move out of the home. Okay. So it's a pretty cool program. Widely available. They have plenty of funds in my home. Will that require, well, it's FHA, so PMI, right? It comes into play on that? Yeah, so you'd be paying, if you do the conventional 3%, you have your monthly PMI. You also have the option to do one-time PMI. So conventional PMI is a little more flexible than FHA. FHA, it's the same for everybody. So you have your upfront mortgage insurance premium plus a monthly. With um, conventional, you just pay either upfront or monthly. Okay. 
So and that's a state program? That is a state program, mm-hmm. same agency, Cal HFA, okay. um, and uh, they offer they offer that combined with also they have a, another program that you can layer on top of that called the ZIP program. So if you're really limited on funds, you can get not only just down payment assistance, but you can also get closing cost assistance from them through the ZIP program. Um, and so you can get up to 3% additional assistance to help with closing costs. So you get a total of up to six and a half percent assistance through that program wow. um, using either their FHA or their conventional variant. That's great because that would pretty much cover your closing costs and your down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, you really have to come in with hardly anything at yeah. that point. Yeah. When, when I've got somebody who, you know, literally they're, they're saying that, you know, it's, it, it's going to be a struggle to come up with more than fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars okay, that's probably a good candidate for the zip plus my home because you can get most of that taken care of. Um, and if you can get a seller to help with a little bit, then you can literally get to like a zero down, like a true zero down type mm-hmm. program. Hmm. That's awesome. I had not heard of that yep. program before. And so I'll be speaking with you later so to get anything I can yeah. on that in print and have clients reach out to you about that that's that's great that's awesome. and it's zip z-i-p or z-i-t z-i-p yeah not zip that'd be, that'd be kind of a, kind of well, a negative connotation so the, the reason they call Whoa. it zip is for zero interest program oh, so that gotcha. particular one that's a zero interest lien for closing costs oh okay yeah. zip would be zero interest tax yeah, well, speaking of tax that could work too speaking oh. of tax yeah don't are, like them are there well, oh, who okay. does are there any tax implications to the California? So with the uh, shared appreciation, because it's a loan, your tax tax impact is minimal. I mean, it's just, it's it, you're just gonna pay your normal taxes. There's not like some special tax you're gonna have. Um, their previous program where they have, when you start having like things like loans or interest forgiven, then you start getting into like a tax implication type situation. But here, because you're, you're gonna be giving back, you're gonna be paying back the loan, um, there really shouldn't be any tax consequences. Okay, awesome. No. Yeah. And then something else that just came to my mind because we're talking about, you know, the no down payment stuff. What about mm-hmm. USDA loans? USDA That's is widely available. Not US. Yeah, USDA. Yeah. A lot of people don't even think about those things, but it's great if you're looking kind of in more rural areas, yep. right? How does that? If you're in the outlying areas, USDA can be helpful. The caution I like to give people about USDA is. It is a very, very, very narrow program. So you can make too much money and to qualify for a USDA loan. So people would typically think, oh, I make lots of money, I'm gonna be well qualified. That's not actually how USDA looks at it. If you make lots of money, they want you to go do a regular loan. They don't want you to use USDA financing. So if you're buying in the areas, and USDA has a nice portal where you can go and type in an address and see if it qualifies for USDA, and we have plenty of them in our outlying areas here, um, then it can be a possibility. But they look at um, the applicant's income. They also look at household income. And so let's say you have a family member who lives with you who's not going on the loan but earns income. They could knock you out of qualifying for a USDA loan. Um, it also is a much more rigid underwrite. So we're used to pretty flexible automated systems that we use for conventional loans and for FHA loans, even VA loans. Uh, USDA uses sort of an old school approach to underwriting. 
and it is it is much more restrictive in terms of what you'll qualify for. So I caution people, USDA is a good program. We just don't see a lot of them because almost every time I talk to somebody about a USDA, as we start to dig in, we realize there's something that's going to knock them out. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's good for the right person, but it is very focused and narrow. Okay, good to know. But and it it's only available in certain certain areas. areas. Yeah, yeah. So there's a geocoder program. Um, you basically type in the address, and it'll tell you if it's eligible or not. Um, and so you know, most of the most of the smaller cities surrounding Fresno and Clovis, a lot of them qualify. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you know, that's a changing thing constantly. So you just need to type in the address, and it'll tell you. And the USDA website's pretty helpful for that if you. If you go to it and, and type it in or, you know, you can contact a lender and we can run an address to confirm if it is an eligible um, property. So a lot of times like listing agents that are listing something in an area that's eligible, they'll put that in their remarks so that way other agents know, hey, this is a USDA eligible property. So as they're talking to their buyers, they can let them know, yeah, this property is good to go for USDA. If it is, if there's a buyer that qualifies, then great. You've got a zero down option. Yeah, I had one of those in Parlier yeah. a few years ago. And I would have never thought that it would have been USDA just because where it was. But yeah, it qualified for USDA. Yeah. Now, what about any local um, assistance programs? Yeah, so we, we've got one recently that we got in Fresno. Um, that offers up to $100,000 assistance, which sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> but you got to go to the income requirements on this. And the income requirements are really make that City of Fresno program pretty difficult to actually use. I have them here, um, and I'll just kind of read them so you can understand what the requirements are. Let me scroll. Look how prepared he is. It. He's got you guys. He's got two screens up, and he's no, got there's everything. There's a third one over there. Three hey, screens. You, know what? you never know what the, what the world's going to throw at you when you work in the world. That's right. He is prepared. When yeah. you come into his office, he knows he's going to figure out all the different programs Look for at you. That. Yeah. So the city of Fresno, um, their program. If you are a single person wanting to take advantage of it, you cannot make more than forty-three thousand six fifty per year hey. in gross income. Okay. which uh, is definitely a limitation um, mm -hmm. and the highest if you have eight people in your family then you can make up to eighty two thousand two fifty and so that's people occupying that house household so if you're a married couple several children then that's how they're going to gauge that family count um, so in my own personal experience the applicants that i've had that were interested in the program all made too much Mm -hmm. um, because it's really hard with where home prices are and where interest rates are currently um, to effectively qualify for, you know, what where our home prices are if you're in that really, you know, those lower income buckets, which is what they're trying to help here. Um, but I think in my personal opinion, it's just my personal opinion, I think they set the bar a little too low on this because it's, it makes it to where it's not as effective. Um, but I think the good thing is they probably won't run out of money very fast because it is highly focused. Right. On those in the absolute most need, so hopefully they're they're getting they're getting some funds out and people are qualifying for it. I just haven't had the opportunity to help anybody that would be eligible for it, but it is out there and it is available. And that's because just to reiterate, um, in order for them, if they're qualifying as far as income, mm -hmm. they're not qualifying at the home price. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like okay, you're if you're making that much money. You're probably qualified for a home in the let's say the, the mid to low 200s mid to low 200s even with you know a hundred thousand assistance 
there's not a lot of properties Options. out there that are available. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's not a lot of properties available in all the price ranges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> another statement right now. Holy moly. Now, yeah. is that for land, too, or just sing, uh, just residential? Just residential. So all these programs, um, they're really geared towards single-family residents. You can use them usually on manufactured homes as well as condos and, like, townhomes, like a PUD. Um, so they're pretty flexible. Most of them won't allow you to purchase multi-units. Um, they really want it to be just designed for you and your family, not as like an income stream. Um, but they're they're flexible outside of that. So you know, it's, as long as it's a, a a home for one family, it's probably going to be eligible. Oh, but not land. Yeah, perfect. Anything else for us, Caleb? Mm, um, so there are a lot of times we think about these programs being only for first-time home buyers, and um, they're not actually. Surprisingly, there is a program. Um, through the GSFA, um, which is another state organization um, similar to Cal HFA, and they offer um, the Golden Opportunities Program and also the Platinum Program, which are designed for people who are not first-time home buyers. Because sometimes someone who has owned a home in the last three years um, just doesn't have a lot of money for down payment and closing costs, and they like to take advantage of those programs. Those pro that program exists for that. Um, so GSFA does. Um, up to a 5% assistance. And the way they do it is they structure it as a 3.5% second mortgage and then a 1.5% um, gift, which is forgiven immediately, which can have some tax consequences. So you'd want to consult with your tax advisor before you you know, sign on the dotted line on this program. Um, but you're not required to take the gift. You could do just the loan if you wanted. Um, and that program is pretty good. It has a, a higher income limit. So it allows you to make, in Fresno County, over 180,000 and you can still qualify. So occasionally I'll run into somebody who needs the assistance, they make just a little bit more than what the Cal HFA will require, but we can then look at GSFA as an option for those buyers. Um, and even if they're not a first time home buyer, they can still qualify for it. So I have some clients right now that I'm helping that own a home out of state, they're relocating, but they use all their money to buy that house. So they don't have a whole lot extra. This affords them an opportunity to become homeowners as they relocate. What's it called, Golden? This, Golden opportunities. This feels like it's for for seniors. seniors. <laughs> I guess it's for me. Golden. Well, I think uh, California is considered the Golden, the Golden State. State. Yeah. Yes. So. Golden. Yeah. If you were from California, you would know that. I'm in my Golden years. I know it. I can. I know Golden State, California. Yes. Golden State. But you're right. It does have a ring to it that makes you assume it's for more mature buyers. I can't. But I'm not mature. Golden State. <laughs> Golden What's State it? Finance Authority. Golden State. Can't, that's hard to remember. Golden State Finance Authority. You don't got to remember any. You just call me. So we definitely want to keep this on the top of my mind as well. Yeah. Whenever you got people that are concerned about not having enough money for down payment, just know, bottom line is, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, they need to talk to a qualified local experienced lender uh, partner with qualified local experienced agents like you guys um, and together we can work as a team to help them find all the resources that are out there to help them and then set them on a successful path to becoming homeowners. So when uh, a client comes to you how mm -hmm. do you begin working with them? What are the things that you have them do and then you obviously go through all the different programs with them mm -hmm. to see if they will qualify? Yeah, usually one of the, the things I like to start with is just a conversation. Um, that way I start to understand kind of what their their story is, what their scenario is, what they're looking for, what their goals are. 
Um, and that's kind of, for me, that's just the discovery period. Kind of like when you're meeting with a financial advisor, or financial planner, they're gonna ask you, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then as, as they discover more about what you are looking to accomplish, then they're figuring out what products and programs are gonna be there to help you. Uh, in a similar way, I, I treat home lending in the same way as a financial advisor does. I wanna understand sort of your big picture goals, what you're looking to accomplish, what do you wanna do in five years, 10 years, 20 years, where you see yourself, and then let's drill down to specific details. So then the next step after we kind of have that informal conversation would be an actual mortgage consultation um, where we're diving into the specifics on what you're eligible for. So we would do a mortgage application. For most clients, they like to use online tools to do that because it's so simple. You can do it right from your phone. I have a mortgage app I send them a link to. They put their application in, upload things like pay stubs, W-2s, bank statements, etc. Um, and that really allows me to now see what they have going on financially. So then I can pair them with the products and programs that they're actually eligible for versus diving right into all those details of all these exciting programs. And then I find out, oh, they make too much money for this one. Oh, and they don't qualify for that one. Then you just come away feeling let down. Like I told you about all this great stuff, but you're not eligible for any of it. So if I know what you're looking to accomplish and I know what you have going on, now I can match you with the stuff that works. And in the event that for some reason you're not eligible for anything right now, I'm gonna to try to set you on a path so that you can get there at some point, give you some specific goals and targets to reach. A lot of what I do is I sit down with people if they've got credit issues. Okay, let's talk about what your credit issues are and I'm gonna give you some advice on what I think will help you to be ready to become a homeowner in 90 days, six months, 12 months, whatever that, whatever that time period is, it takes time, but you can get there. It's never, it's never a permanent no when it comes to mortgage. It's just no right now, occasionally. Um, but with how many different programs there are, to be honest with you, telling someone they don't qualify is fairly uncommon. It's just a matter of, okay, here's how much you qualify for. Here's what your limitations are. Now, Sherry, Tina, get out and find them a house within these parameters. And then they're given a pre-approval. They're out now shopping. They know what their numbers look like. They know what their limits are. And it's just a matter of now finding that right house. Great. I love I love that you do that because it it I can see how it'd be frustrating to think that they have all these programs available to them but they don't qualify. I mean, you get your hopes up and then bam, yeah, kicked in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, usually exactly. when clients come to us, that's the first thing they say. Well, I'm a first time home buyer. What do I qualify for? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So then our next thing is, well, well, let us connect you with a lender because they're the ones that are going to work with you on that. So yeah, and probably something I get tired of saying is, is it depends, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on your income. It depends on your credit. So I usually try to give them kind of an overview of what's out there and available, um, and then we dive into the details so I can get get the, what they specifically are eligible and qualified for. I love it. Wow. Well, thank you, Caleb, for uh, all the information you provided today. That no problem. Was, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great information. So we'll have you back. Okay. Yes. When? In the fall? Yes, in the fall. <laughs> in the fall. Oh, well, when you find out more details about that California dream, is it California Dream for All? California? Dream for All. The Dream for All program, when we get more information, we'll share. And then also we'll put Caleb's information in the show notes. I would like to get kind of in print some of the things that we discussed today, some of these programs, For so sure. that I will have that readily available. Mm -hmm. Tina? Yes, yeah, so and we can attach those to the show notes as well. Yep. 
Sweet. Any parting words? Caleb, do you have a joke for us? We started with a joke. Oh, man. A joke. <laughs> end with a joke. What would be the joke? Uh, or just any little thing. It's more advice. Um, oh, we like advice. It's, it's important to remember that nobody is perfect. And I'm nobody, therefore I'm perfect. <laughs> I love that. Thought oh, of the day. <laughs> That was a good one. Couldn't have ended on a better note. So we hope you guys got some good information out of this. Reach out to Caleb if you have any lending questions. That's it for us. Peace, love, and real estate.